Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of a Junior VC Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Mazin, and I have with me this week, Path and Ramandeep. And we're here to talk to you about this week's piece, is Navi an instant disruptor or on borrowed time? So to get us started, Path, can you tell us why uh, the team chose to write about Navi this week? Sure. So basically, so internally, uh, we had uh, five points to discuss, uh, and on all five points, Navi was uh, uh, like an outlier. So, so when we when we speak about or when we think about Navi, uh, so Navi is not a pure player fintech uh, player. So it's more inclined towards introducing new products. Unlike a fintech player, which initially starts with creating a distribution, which Navi has not done that. So basically, distribution is one part of it. Obviously, they have focused on that, but. At the same time, they have focused on launching new products as well. So that's another key differentiator. Second is uh, they have picked up unusual way of scaling things up. So a lot of these fintech players generally try to avoid the um, the regulatory approvals in the initial stage of growth, which Navi has embraced uh, from the day one. So they now have insurance license. They now have um, the NBFC license, and they now have uh, the asset management license as well um, by uh, by, by the way of uh, acquiring uh, sort of defunct firms. So we'll talk about that. But yes, that's the other way of looking at things. Third is uh, they, they have focused on profitability since day one. In, in, in both the years, they have been profitable. Only in this year, they have not been profitable. But we'll talk about that later. Fourth, again, unusual thing, uh, which we have not seen in the startup ecosystem is the founder holding onto 97% of the equity. And the fifth, uh, distribution is not the key focus. Apart from that, they are coming out with innovative products to reach to a consumer. So these are the basically five things um, which, uh, which segregates Navi from the other FinTech players. And that's why we have picked up Navi. Thanks, Path. Certainly a very compelling story. So Ramadeep, can you tell us uh, how, how the company uh, was founded? Uh, and, and what was what was the origin story? Sure. So uh, as we know that uh, one of the mega events of 2018-2019 in the startup world was the acquisition of Flipkart by Walmart, uh, which made Walmart to pay around $16 billion for around 77% of Flipkart. And Sachin Bansal, he initially was a very integral part of the entire process, but later on realized that the vision of the uh, future Flipkart is going to be very different from what he imagined and hence went on to sell his 5% equity stake, 5.5% stake in the company for around a billion dollars. Uh, at this time, he started investing in multiple startups as a first as an angel investor uh, and then uh, as part of what he started a back acquisition, which was essentially an investment arm of Sachin Bansal. Uh, initially starting with investment in say Ola, electric vehicle, which was a huge investment by Sachin Bansal, and followed by a series of investments in the fintech ecosystem, uh, came to be known as the Navi Technologies in December 2018. Uh, and yeah, so that, that's pretty much where he started off. He never wanted to leave Flipkart, but I think uh, the... the he wanted to ensure that the business that he's going to build in the future is run according to what he really values the most. And as Path said, 
that's also one of the reason that he had invested the most of the initial angel rounds and the series a rounds or to say are from uh, sachin uh, on with his personal investment making him even now hold around 99 97% of the stake in the company when they are looking for an ipo and and what problem exactly is it solving and and, and why did sachin zero in on financial services specifically sure so see one one thing uh, sachin in his own interview has stated a couple of reasons behind his uh, reason for uh, starting a financial services company number one he was sure and we already have data to say India is one of the largest and the fastest growing fintech markets. Our far fintech uh, market size going on fifty billion dollar business, uh, which means that there is going to be an incremental one hundred billion dollars coming uh, in the next uh, decade or so. Then we have a significant number of middle class, which is still untapped uh, opportunity by the uh, traditional mutual fund. players and the insurance players the adoption as compared to any peer whether it is china or us or uk is very very low for the indian um, market as compared to uh, these right and also we have very world class public digital infrastructure in the name of india stack where you have uh, the digiloka the aadhar uh, you have the bbps and upi system right which which provides enough uh, wing wind beneath these uh, beneath the wings that on which the indian fintech system is flying uh, so with this belief and also because of the fact that indian fint, uh, banking services or the financial services especially in the segments in which navi plays right insurance lo- home loans and uh, mutual fund has been way less in the web 2.0 era it is very still very trend uh segment uh, uh as of now and now it's only now that we are getting into more digital like segment and now navi has taken a sort of a starting point in terms of being not only the distributor of these products but also the manufacturer of these financial products with, uh, with along with its tech savviness it certainly sounded like all the right ingredients were in place uh you know both in terms of infrastructure and and, and kind of the right the right uh, uh, everything coming together at the right time for for navi to kind of uh yeah. take advantage of it what was the potential size of the market i mean what was the the tam and can you help us so the tam of the market uh, we, according to a uh, several reports that we have looked into the tam of the indian fine uh, fintech market is around 150 billion dollars out of which we have 50 billion dollars as the current size in which the indian fintech ecosystem has already penetrated into so you are left with another incremental 100 billion dollars for at least the next 5 years and so that's that's the chunk that that navi is really going after that that kind of yeah yeah so that that's the chunk that uh, navi is essentially going after uh thanks so much for for that uh, that that background ramandeep and and paths maybe yeah. you can uh, tell us a bit more about the growth phase you know with with that kind of solid uh, foundation in place how did navi uh grow in in the subsequent years in, in the last couple of years in the in the uh, the entire uh, finance ecosystem the, the most complicated thing is to uh, get a regulatory approval and that's why you see a lot of this fintech uh, 
are sort of affiliates to uh, so basically they provide the front end they provide the apis but they they have some affiliation with a, let's say a bank or an nbfc uh, through which they basically lend but now we took a different approach um, so now we wish to become a full stake uh, finance company uh, basically manufacturing own financial products and not just distributing them so now we focused on firms which are not doing well but have some licenses so they focused on three areas first is nbfcs uh, so where they bought um, the chaitanya rural intermediation development services which is commonly known as or which is popularly known as crates um, they they had a dhfl license um, and they had uh, sl management asset management license as well so within a span of a year uh, they had three different licenses the three different business licenses one for nbfc one for insurance and one for asset management and they were talking to three different regulators um, so for nbfc's rbi for insurance idii and for asset management cbi generally these three licenses will take uh, at least a decade uh, for a, for a for an established fintech that has never happened at least now uh, as in as of now um, uh, where uh, <coughs> um, a fintech um, which is in early stage uh, have three different licenses and and it's providing services of manufacturing products in all three uh, three phases so basically navi played on the regulatory arbitrage um, and that helped um, uh, with their growth phase so now they have uh, uh, products where they can actually lend to somebody um, they can actually provide options to invest to somebody and they can provide uh, general insurance to somebody so um, basically the growth phase was set because of this in in my personal opinion yeah and and, and so they had this unique approach you know to kind of building a fintech company in india and so how did they compare to the competition it's such a large market and there's so many competitors you know kind of taking different approaches where does navi stack up relative to everyone else in the space so navi is basically focusing on five different things or five core things and uh, that's what navi has proposed or navi has suggested in their uh, um, drhp document so basically it says that distribution is one part of it where more and more customers uh come to a platform so basically they now have a platform how do i reduce the cost so basically if it is only tech if it's only everything is digital then people can come on my platform and people uh, basically acquiring an additional consumer um the cost of acquisition goes down so basically i have more data um and then my cost of acquisition goes down third is eventually eventually when i have um, an nbfc license i can actually get money at a lesser cost and then i can lend it out that's where the interest arbitrage is available i can manufacture products then now we can manufacture products and can give to the consumers at an attractive fees and rates and those products which are generally useful for them so basically passive funds or um, index funds which uh, which they are operating to and then overall a better product and experience is what they cater to um, which will eventually get more customers to their platform so this is basically what navi terms is a navi's uh, uh, five core 
principles uh, and that's what uh, the navi is playing as of now none of the fintech players are um, are doing this and that's 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 how they are uh, competing against uh, the other players so it's quite a different approach they're being focused like most of these fintech players on one specific problem they're, they're going after all of these different things and, and what that lets them do is have, have a much lower cost of acquisition like you said of course which is very interesting but how does this show up in terms of the financials can you walk us through what, what their metrics look like sure so so when we when we talk about the aum um and then eventually we'll come to the profit numbers and loss numbers. Um, so Navi's uh, so so during lockdown when everybody was uh, when every fintech was like uh, tightening up their screws and basically stopped uh, lending uh, because of the fear that what if the NP increases? Navi actually went out and uh, started lend, uh, started lending. Uh, same is the case with health health insurance where they have provided an option uh, that you can pay insurance premium. Um, monthly and not in annually. So that's more like in subscription fees or more like in EMI fees and that's how they position. Um, as a result, they, they sold like 30,000 policies in just six months between June 2021 and December 2021 where um, the COVID second wave was um, uh, uh, was in India. Um, the share of retail health insurance as a part of their overall portfolio jumped uh, from 4% to like 16%, like 4x jump. Um, personal loan business... Um, their entire AUM uh, in that particular year uh, was close to like 1500 crores. Um, same is the case with uh, mutual funds. Uh, so they started with the index funds. So they started with uh, <coughs> the Nifty uh, 50 index fund. Uh, and they had the, they, they, they have the lowest expense ratio in the industry in that particular category. So basically 0.06%. Uh, so if you just talk about the portfolio, so they have personal loan portfolio, they have home loan portfolio. Uh, they have health insurance portfolio and then they have AMC. Um, when we talk about the financials, the first first uh, first year was uh, pretty straightforward. Um, they had close to uh, 200 CR income, um, 210, 209, and 210 CR. Uh, sorry, um, uh, yeah, 209, 210, um, and the, the the expense was around um, similarish around 205, 210. So they, they made a slight loss, um, a marginal loss of let's say around five to six crores. In the second year, which is basically FY21, um, which was technically a bumper year where they made um, uh, overall profit of 73 CR. And basically in the second year of operations where any FinTech in India has ever uh, done that uh, profitable. Uh, marketing expense was, was very minimal. Um, it is in this particular year is basically uh, FY22, uh, their marketing expense has increased um, to like 400 crores. Um, and that's why we see, a mar uh, we, see a, we see a loss, which is close to like 200 crores, which is still, um, which is still much lesser than the other fintechs uh, because the revenue is still there. Um, they have revenue close to like uh, uh, six, 700 crores and, and, the, and the total expense is close to 900, 950 CR. But Navi is, is, uh, is not um, losing focus. They have maintained their stance as uh, the profitability is one of the key metrics. They will, um, they will uh, try and track it. They want to become profitable as fast as they can. Um, somehow they have, uh, they have controlled their sales and marketing expense and which you can see from their financials. 
and is actually working for them. Yeah. Certainly sounds like it was a bold move that that's, that's working out. Uh, what does the future hold? I believe they're planning to, to IPO and, and Sachin Bansal owns 97, 98% of the company. What is what does the future look like and where do you see it going? So it's, sure. So if you just look at the IPO document, um, so Navi has provided some interesting uh, statistics. Um, so Navi, Navi's entire loan portfolio is close to like 3,000 crores. Um, have uh, 400, uh, 4 million people, 400 active app users. Uh, they have one of the lowest NPA ratios for personal loan in the industry, which is at 0.03%. Apparently, this is lower than some of the uh, marquee, uh, marquee Indian banks. Microfinance loans, MB, uh, NPA is less than 1%. Again, this is one of the best in the industry. Um, uh, some of the microfinance, some of the micro uh, market microfinance companies have uh, NPAs of around two to three percent. Um, Sachin Bansal wants to uh, take this company to let's say a hundred billion uh, dollar kind of a company where it can actually compete against uh, the likes of Bajaj Finsers uh, or the HDFCs of India. Um, if we just talk about uh, the IPO, so uh, two interesting things. First, the IPO is of close to 3,500 crores, 3,350 crores to be precise. Uh, this is still a draft um, reading prospectus. Um, most of the money they are planning to use to expand their personal loan portfolios and insurance portfolios, asset management, they have not mentioned about anything. And uh, Sachin Bansar holds 97% of the 97% uh, of the stake. What they are trying to replicate is what Zeroda did with the broking industry. If they have, if they are able to pull this off, then basically, uh, at a minimal cost of acquisition, uh, they get a lot of customers. Uh, it's an asset light model because everything happens digitally. Um, and if they control the NPA, then I think uh, um, we are talking uh, uh, of a different, different league company. Basically, this is a company where which which can compete against HDFCs and Bajaj Finserves of uh, India. And this is technically a finance company and um, not, a, not a fintech company. And Sachin Bansal also mentioned that in one of the interviews that uh, this is a finance company and which happens to be good with technology. And this is not a, uh, a, a fintech play as per him. And which I also personally believe looking at the numbers and looking at the growth statistics here. Yeah. This is amazing. Certainly sounds like, like they have a bright future. Thank you, everyone. And, and thank you so much, Path and, and Ramandeep, for, for the session. And we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mazin. Thank you. Thank you, Mazin. Thank you, Raman.